Well, hey, hey, everyone. It's Dana Shea, and you are listening to Real Relationship Talk. You are here on a very special episode. This is episode 45, and we are going to have a conversation today, you all, about waiting and hope. And I don't know about you, but there have been significant seasons of waiting in my life. There have been times where I thought, I'm not going to make it out of this alive because it just seemed like the answer was never going to come. And I don't know what you might be waiting for today, but I hope that as you listen to this episode, that you are going to be full of encouragement. We're going to talk about some practical ways on how to actually wait and hope. But before we get into that, I want to share with you a recent review on the podcast. So this person said, I have to start off saying I feel like every episode is designed for me, LOL. However, this particular episode, it was just right on time. I feel like God always uses you in these podcasts to provide what feels like the perfect words. Every episode I've ever listened to, I always finish the podcast feeling refreshed and motivated. But this one touched me a little deeper. And then she goes on to talk about a story that I talked about losing my best friend. She relates this to when she lost her grandmother and how that particular episode actually really touched her. So anyway, she continues. Anyway, I just want you to know that you are truly a blessing and please continue to do what you do. I can't wait to keep on sharing with everyone. Love you, Pastor Dana. And this is from Mrs. Tia. So thank you so much, Miss Tia. Thank you for that sweet, sweet review. And you guys, if you you have been blessed by this podcast, I'm going to encourage you too to also write a review. Writing a review on the podcast really helps other people to be able to find these words of encouragement. And I don't know about you, but I always love to give back when I feel like someone has given me something. And so if these words have encouraged you throughout any of these episodes, I would love to hear about it. So let's go ahead and get into our conversation topic today. I think this one is going to be one that you are going to want to bookmark and come back to when you are feeling particularly hopeless or when you are just waiting for change. Let's get into it. All right, you guys. So if we are going to be honest, none of us likes to wait. I know I sure don't. And it really, really is a challenge, especially when you're waiting for something and it doesn't look like the answer is anywhere near. And so I want you to think about what are you waiting for in your life? For some of you, you already know exactly what that is. That's why you clicked on this episode in the first place. For others of you, maybe you have kind of pushed it back in the back of your mind because that's what happens sometimes when we end up waiting so long for something, you guys. Sometimes we can actually forget what it was we were even waiting for. And so maybe you have to kind of dig a little bit deeper and think about, oh, yeah, I was actually waiting for such and such. So I want you to think about something, get it in your mind right now, whatever it is that you are waiting for. And then I want you to ask yourself, how have you been waiting? Have you been waiting with a good attitude? Have you been waiting with faith? Have you been waiting with disappointment? Have you been waiting maybe in fear? And so I'm going to give you five ways toward the end of this podcast ways that you can actually wait and hope. But let's talk about why waiting is even essential. Like, if God loves us 
And if he wants to bless our lives, like I believe that he wants to, why doesn't he just release to us the things that we want or the things that we need when we want or we need them? So to answer that question, I'm going to talk to my parents for a second, okay? Not like my parents, but you guys, those of you who are parents. If you have kids, you have likely made your children wait on something, whether it be something that they asked for, and you you know in your mind that you're going to get it for them, but maybe you're like, I'm going to get it for their birthday, or I'm going to get it for them for Christmas, or I'm going to get it for them when they turn such and such age. Now, to a child, they don't like that. (laughs) They don't understand that. They don't want to wait. They want what they want, and they want it now, right? But we as parents, we have more wisdom. We also have more knowledge. We also can tell the future a little bit better than our kids can. And we also know if our children are responsible or even if they're ready to receive whatever it is that they're asking for. And let me just tell you that that's exactly the way our Father, God the Father is, but so much better. The Bible says that he knows what we need before we even ask him. And so if that's the truth, if he knows what we need, according to Matthew 6, 8, what we need before we even ask him, then that means that he's got us. And so if we know that he's got us, then why do we need to wait? Well, number one, I think that when we think about the necessity of waiting, we have to remember that when we wait, it produces patience in us. There's a scripture in James chapter 1, verse 3, that says that the trying of your faith works patience. Now, if we have ever had to wait for something, it will make you more patient if you do it the right way. Now, if you're that kind of person who, when you're waiting for something, you get an attitude, you get evil, you're mean, yeah, you're kind of missing the point. But if you will allow yourself to actually allow time to pass without becoming irritable, without becoming angry, without losing hope, then you are going to find that you have developed a new level of patience. You're going to be able to wait for other things with more patience than what you had in the first place. Patience is like a muscle. You have to build it. And you guys, maybe you've heard me share this analogy. I feel like I share it all the time where it's like working out. If you start lifting weights You're going to start off with lightweights, right? Maybe five pounds, 10 pound dumbbells, something real small. But the more heavy the weight that you lift, the larger the muscle you'll build. And it's the same exact way with patience. If you don't have a lot of patience right now, be careful (laughs) because you're probably going to have to start waiting on things more. And the more times that you wait the right way, the bigger that muscle of patience grows. So that's primarily the reason that God a lot of times will withhold from us something that is good is because he is trying to teach us how to develop patience. But another reason that waiting is essential is because waiting actually causes us to appreciate things more. So you guys know that we have four kids. At the time of this podcast, our third born is 14 years old. And he just got a phone 
for Christmas and all of his friends have phones. I mean, you guys know, like kids these days start getting phones at like seven years old. Well, we made him wait for a phone because we wanted him to be able to appreciate it when he got it. We didn't want to just give him a phone because every other kid his age has a phone. We wanted him to enjoy it. We wanted him to have to wait for something a little bit longer so that he would enjoy it, so that he would appreciate it more when he got it. And that's sometimes how God works. Sometimes if God just gave us exactly what we wanted when we wanted it, we wouldn't appreciate it. It's kind of like kids who just get kind of get everything handed to them at one time and they never have to work for anything. They don't really appreciate it. And it's the same way. If God just kind of threw everything in our laps, again, we wouldn't appreciate it as much. So the third reason that I think that we have to wait is because waiting also tests our motives. Sometimes we don't want things for the right reasons. Sometimes God has to test our motives to see why do you actually want that thing? And it can be a good thing, right? Maybe some of you, you're waiting on a spouse right now. Well, are you waiting on a spouse because everybody else has a spouse, so you think? Or because you're lonely and you're tired of being alone? Or do you want a spouse so that you can actually grow your life with someone and reflect the love of God in the earth? I understand that's not everybody's purpose in getting married. I get that. But my point is, whatever your motive is, it is going to be tested as you wait. And I don't know about y'all, but there have been times that I have waited for something and I'm like, you know what? I don't even want that thing anymore. And it's not because I'm disappointed and it's not because I've grown impatient, but it's because the longer I waited, the longer I realized I just didn't want it. This is really good for people who are like trying to lose weight. (laughs) If you think you're hungry, like we always do, we're hangry, right? We've seen the Snickers commercials and it's like hungry, why wait, right? But if you actually wait, Sometimes you'll realize that you're not really hungry. Sometimes you're bored or sometimes you're just jittery and you need to just calm down. Or sometimes you're fretful or fearful or whatever. Sometimes you're thirsty. And so it's through that waiting that will test your motives. Do I really want this thing that I'm waiting for? And nothing exposes that like having to wait for it. And then fourthly, I believe that sometimes we have to wait, you guys, because it's just not our season. And this is where we have to trust God. We have to trust that God knows all things, and we have to trust that the times and the seasons are in his hands. There are times, you all, that I thought it was my time. Like, this is it. I am ready for this. Bring it to me, Lord. And those doors have been closed. And what I realized on the other side of it was that I wasn't ready for that. If God would have released to me that thing that I wanted in that season, I would have either destroyed it or it would have destroyed me. And so we have to lean in and trust the wisdom of God that if he's making us wait for something, it's sometimes because it's just not our season. You guys, I'm sure have heard that the quote that says delay does not mean denial. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. It isn't that the answer isn't going to come. It's that it's just not time for that answer to be released to you yet. And so when we understand that, when we understand seasons, when we understand times, when you understand that you can get as mad as you want, that is not going to bring summer on any day quicker. You can get, you know, as irritable as you want, but seasons are seasons. 
And so instead of getting upset that it's not your season, be thankful that God loves you enough that he's not going to release something to you before it's proper time. So real quick recap. God loves us. God is for us. He knows what we need before we even ask. He knows what is best for us, and he knows the right season. And listen, I understand maybe some of you are in a relationship right now, and you're praying for a spouse to change. And you're like, what do you mean it's not the right season? Of course, it's the right season. My spouse needs to change. Well, let me tell you that maybe it is the right season, but maybe there are other factors at play. So whatever it is, you have to make a decision. Either you're going to trust God or you're not. And if you're going to trust God, then there are five ways that I think that we need to wait and hope. And I'm going to share with you those five ways. But first, take a listen to this. Ladies, I have just the workshop for you. You guys, so many of you have struggled with making boundaries. Some of you right now know that you need to create boundaries in your life, but you don't know how. Many of you might wonder, am I selfish? Do I really have the right to tell this person no? Maybe it's an employer. Maybe it's a spouse. Listen, I am doing a boundaries workshop on Friday, July 23rd from 7 to 9 p.m. This is one workshop you are not going to want to miss. Your relationship cannot afford for you to miss this workshop. We are going to come together as a group of women. We are going to talk about what it means to create boundaries, what it means to say no without feeling guilty, how to have confidence in actually asserting yourself and doing it in a way that you won't come across as mm, itchy with a B. Okay. And so ladies, you are going to want to come on Friday, April 23rd, 7 to 9 p.m. Register today at danashay.com forward slash workshops. Can't wait to see you there. Now let's get back to our show. So we're going to talk about how to actually wait and hope. And I love to give you all practical steps. I love to inspire and encourage, but I also want you to walk away from this podcast episode with some action steps that you can actually begin to implement into your life right now as you wait on whatever it is that God has for you. So I grew up in the Baptist church. I love alliteration. I'm going to give you five Ps, okay? Because every sermon in the Baptist church has to have alliteration, right? All right. So number one, how to wait. You have to be prayerful. We have to pray for ourselves, you guys. We have to guard our hearts from becoming bitter, from becoming angry, from allowing our disappointment to make us upset with God or other people. You have to be prayerful. Pray for yourself. Pray that God would continue to keep you. Pray that he would help you in your attitude. Pray that he would increase your faith. If you need your ha- to have your faith increase, pray for whatever it is that you are waiting for. You know, I-, I don't believe in this idea that like God's will is God's will. So it really doesn't matter whether we pray. The Bible actually teaches that you have not because you ask not. And so whatever it is that you're waiting for, continue to pray for it. Continue to believe God for it. But be prayerful. Number two, be positive. We have to avoid toxic thoughts and toxic talk. That's a tongue twister. Say that five times fast. You have to avoid toxic thoughts and toxic talk. (laughs) Be careful what you think about and be careful what you talk about. Be careful what you say because words have power. So you don't want to undo your prayers with your toxicity. 
Okay, if you're waiting for God to bring along someone, for example, and then you say things like, you know what, there's no good men out here. All men are dogs. I can't believe, you know, well, well, guess what? You literally just uncovered everything that you've been praying for. So when you are prayerful, you also have to be positive. You have to have faith. You have to believe that whatever you're waiting for is going to happen. And I know that this is hard, y'all, especially when you don't see any evidence of that thing happening. But I'm trying to tell you that if you remain positive, you are going to see that answer a whole lot quicker. Some of you, you've maybe heard of the law of attraction, right? And so the law of attraction basically states that whatever you think about, it actually exists. Whatever you're thinking about, you can bring that to pass. The Bible says it similarly. It says, as a man or woman thinks in his heart, so is he, right? And so whatever you're thinking about, whatever you're meditating about, whatever you're believing about, that is what is going to manifest in your life. And so again, if you are waiting for something, the way to wait and hope for it is to be positive. When those negative thoughts come into your mind and you start to doubt and you start to become afraid and you start to focus on your circumstances, you have to control your thoughts. You have to change the channel. You have to make yourself think on good things. Philippians 4, 8, right? Whatever things are good, true, lovely, of good report, all of those things, you have to think on those things as you wait. So number three is that you have to be purposeful. When you're waiting, find something purposeful to do. Don't sit idly by and just watch the clock tick away. No, find something that you can do. Study, read books, you know, prepare yourself. And we'll talk about preparation in a little bit. I kind of gave one of, one of them away. But connect with the right people. Connect with the community of people who are in similar situations. Remain purposeful. Keep yourself not busy, but purposeful. Keep yourself steadily moving toward the goal, steadily moving toward whatever it is that you're waiting for. You see, waiting is not passive behavior. Waiting is active behavior. Think about the three things that I've already told you, and we still have a couple more to go. As you're waiting, you're praying. As you're waiting, you're constantly fighting the battle in your mind to be positive. As you're waiting, you are waiting with purpose. You're finding things to do that matter. So number four is you want to be patient. And we talked about this earlier, that waiting and the trying of your faith produces patience, right? So how do you actually wait with patience? Well, number one, you have to continue to bring yourself to the understanding that your life is in God's hands and that God owns time. You don't. And so when we have that, this is why, y'all, and I understand that you might not be a person of faith. That's okay, but I'm so grateful that when I'm waiting for something, I know that God's got me. I know that this is not just all up to me to make everything happen. And so when I'm waiting for something, I have to remind myself, Dana, be patient, be patient. It's going to come, but you have to wait with patience. And then finally, and I kind of gave this away a second ago, but you need to be prepared. 
There's a Bible story that I want to read to you real quick. It's a parable that Jesus told. It's in Matthew 25, and it's the parable of the 10 virgins. So I want you to listen to this story. Jesus is saying this. He says, when my coming draws near, heaven's kingdom realm can be compared to 10 maidens who took their oil lamps and went outside to meet the bridegroom and his bride. Five of them were foolish and ill-prepared, for they took no extra oil for their lamps. Five of them were wise, for they took flask of oil with their lamps. When the bridegroom didn't come, when they expected, they all grew drowsy and fell asleep. Then suddenly, in the middle of the night, they were awakened by the shout, Get up! The bridegroom is here! Come out and have an encounter with him! So all the girls got up and they trimmed their lamps. But the foolish ones were running out of oil. So they said to the five wise ones, share your oil with us because our lamps are going out. We can't, they replied. We don't have enough for all of us. You'll have to go out and buy some oil for yourselves. While the five girls were out buying oil, the bridegroom appeared. Those who were ready and waiting were escorted inside with him, and the wedding party began to enjoy the feast. And then the door was locked. Later, the five foolish girls came running up to the door and pleaded, Lord, Lord, let us come in. But he called back, Go away. Do I even know you? I can assure you I don't even know you. That is the reason that you should always stay awake and be alert because you do not know the day or the hour when the bridegroom will appear. Now, for all my theology uh, students and theologians, I understand that this passage of Scripture is talking about Jesus' coming. But I also want to use this Scripture in the context of what we're talking about, which is waiting with preparation. You see, these ten maidens Only five of them were prepared. The Bible says that five of them were ill-prepared. So there was something that they were waiting for that they weren't even prepared for when the answer came. And so you guys, I actually blogged about a similar topic in 2019 when I was doing a weekly blog. Um, You can actually find this blog. I'll link to it in the show notes of this podcast. And it was actually called Waiting and Hope. And so I told a story of um, several years ago, Sean and I would kind of play yo-yo with our finances. Like, does anybody know what I'm talking about? Like one spouse, you know, you, you do the finances for a while and you get tired of them. And the other spouse does the finances for a while and they get tired of them. So you're kind of going back and forth yo-yo, right? So So we were in this cycle and it was my turn. I was handling the budget. And so I kept telling Sean, we need a budget. We need a budget. We need to get these bills under control. I need you to sit down with me and let's go through all these things, right? And so he would keep procrastinating for whatever reason. He didn't want to sit down and go through this budget. And so finally, I was like, you know what? Fine. You go ahead and you handle it. And so out of nowhere... Sean actually organizes his whole budget. He's got like all the categories and the amounts that we need to pay for every bill, everything listed. And he comes to me and he's like, okay, I need you to give me the bills. And I didn't have the bills, y'all. I was not prepared for when my answer came. I had been waiting and, and pleading and probably nagging the man, you know, for the very thing that when he was ready, I was not prepared. And so this happens sometimes. Sometimes we can wait for something so long that when the answer comes, we're not even ready to receive it. 
And so the final way that we need to wait and hope is that we need to be prepared because in that story, it says that the bridegroom is going to come when? At a day or an hour that you don't know. Your answer, friend, is coming and it's going to come most often at a time when you least expect it. So make sure that you're prepared. So real quick to recap, the five ways to wait and hope is to be prayerful, be positive, be purposeful, be patient, and then be prepared. I understand that waiting is no joke. It is no fun, and it can be really daunting. The Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And I know that God's desire is not for your heart to be sick. He's not holding out on you because he doesn't have other things to do or because he's just trying to make your life miserable. I believe that God knows exactly what we need and he knows when we need it. And so if you are sitting on a yellow light or a red light right now, friend, be encouraged that your season is coming. Your answer is just around the corner. Don't give up. Don't become despondent. Don't listen to the naysayers. Don't lose hope. Don't become a toxic person. Don't become a faithless person. Just wait and it's going to come. And we're going to celebrate with you for whatever that answer is. So if you are waiting for something and you need prayer, I would love to pray with you. You can send me a DM on Instagram at Dana Shea Williams, and I'm going to pray with you because I think that that is it's super powerful to have other people who are standing and agreeing with you as you wait. So be sure to take advantage of that. Well, thanks so much, you guys, for listening to this episode today. I hope and I pray and I trust that it has encouraged you to wait and hope. Remember, be sure if you are a woman to register for the Boundaries Workshop. It's coming up really soon, you guys. I'm super excited about it and I would love to see your face in the place. So be sure to register for that. You can register for the workshop at danashay.com forward slash workshops. That's D-A-N-A-C-H-E dot com forward slash workshops. And for the rest of you, if you would like the show notes of this episode, you can head on over to realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash episode 45. And I will have the link to the blog post that I wrote back in 2019, just for some extra encouragement as you wait and hope. Well, that wraps it up for today. You guys, thank you so much for listening. I absolutely love spending this time with you every single week on each episode. We are almost done with the Hope series. We've got two or three more episodes in this series that I think are really going to encourage you. We're going to be talking with someone who actually went through a very, very trying time in her relationship, domestic violence, and the whole nine. She's got a powerful, powerful testimony. You are not going to want to miss that. And we are going to be talking about grief, how to actually have hope in spite of grief. So you are not going to want to miss that one either. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. You all be well, and I will see you on the next episode. Take care. Have you ever attempted to read the entire Bible? Did you do it or did you only make it part way? 
I'm John Stonge, and I host a podcast that will make it possible for you to make it through the entire Bible, one chapter at a time. I've been hosting the Chapter a Day Audio Bible Podcast since 2015, and every single day of the week, I read one chapter of Scripture, then follow that up with a time of prayer. And if you're looking for daily insights and inspiration directly from God's Word, I hope you'll give the Chapter a Day Audio Bible a listen. You can find it at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.